So in today's podcast, I would love to share with you a framework and mindset tool that will enable you to set objectives that work for the business and work for the team and work for you. So what we tend to see in most businesses, whether they're big or small, is this lack of structure around how we set objectives. So they're either just aren't any objectives or we're scared of putting objectives in place because we're worried that they're going to stress people out. One, two, three, four. So the big question is this, how do visionary business owners and leaders like us create cultures that attract and motivate our ideal team members without burning them out? How do we create cultures that work exceptionally well for us, our team members, our clients, and our businesses? That's the big question and this podcast gives you the answers. My name is Mike Jones and welcome to the Better Happy Business Culture Podcast. So having objectives in your team is vital to growth, okay? And growth is vital to people being healthy and happy at work. We feel healthy and happy when we know we're making progress. But the reality is, is that in the short term, most of us will avoid setting objectives and getting clear on what those objectives are because we're scared of failure or if we're in a leadership position, we're scared of putting too much stress and pressure on our teams. The other reason that I find that we struggle to set them is because we don't have a framework for doing it. So typically, if you ask anybody about how is it that they plan on going about setting objectives or goals, they'll come back to SMART goals, specific, measurable, achievable, realistic, and time-bound. Now, the problem with SMART goals is it gives you a great framework for setting a goal, but there's no framework or guidance on how many SMART goals you can have. So what tends to happen is um, people get into visionary mode of thinking or the business owner or the leader or the manager comes up with loads of ideas, turns them into SMART goals, throws them at the team and then the team are overwhelmed because there's too many of them. So I found that SMART, and, I, and I've made this mistake by myself many a time in my own life and with my own team when I had my first business. So what we need is a framework that's going to help us make progress past that. Now, what I've found to be the most effective way to address this is a process called Objectives Key Results. And if you want to geek out on this, you can go read the book Measure What Matters by John Doerr. Google started using Objectives Key Results when they had about 40 staff and they still use them today. So if you think, oh, you know, Google uses them, they're ready for massive companies. Incorrect, they are highly relevant today as well. Now, what Objectives Key Results forced you to do is they force you to set yearly objectives, which then break down into quarterly objectives. But the key thing is this, the objectives can be no more than five. And I actually, when I work with teams, get them to do three because five objectives filters down to a lot of tasks. So start with three, get good at that, then start adding on four, four and five. Um, so it forces you to get to prioritize what's the most important thing, which is a vital skill in today's business landscape. Um, that most of us just aren't very good at. Okay, so it forces that. And then it forces us to add anywhere between one and five key results to each objective. So we set the objective, which is something inspiring, but not super specific, such as make more money or make loads more money in 2023. I've just made that up. And then a key result would be as measured by. So we're going to make record sales in 2023. As measured by, we turn over 20 million. Um, we maintain profit margins of 10% and we spend less than 10% of our marketing. So that's very specific. Now we know what success looks like. We said make record sales, but we didn't add those key results. Um, then we're all kind of left in the in the dark about what success actually looks like and we end up getting demotivated along the way. 
So that's the framework. You, you can have three to five um, and you, you can have less if you need. And each one should have at least one to five key results. Those key results, as measured by, should be very specific uh, and dictate whether success has been achieved or not. Now, here's the next mindset tip that I want to give you. So there's the framework. This is probably the most important piece, though. You do not want to set objectives that are safe. So what we mean by that is I find that most teams and businesses have this mindset where, right, we set an objective and then we get into this stressful thought pattern where it's like we've got to achieve the objective and then every month is, oh, we're not achieving it. And then we all get stressed and, and, and you know, we go through the year biting our nails thinking about if we're actually going to achieve it or not. And what that does is it creates an, a negative connotation with, um, with, with objectives. So what that leads to is a lot of people avoiding setting them because they'd rather just not have the stress and just get on with stuff every day and not feel bad about if they're hitting objectives or not. And that, that's, that's not great. So what you also don't want to do is set um, objectives that aren't inspiring, right? So, so, so what we have to do is we have to set objectives that, and this is the vital piece, if we hit 70% of that objective, we would still celebrate success. So it's not that you're looking at it and going, right, if it's achieved, that's good. If it's not achieved, that's bad. You're setting an objective. And the whole, the whole reason for setting the objective is that it challenges you. It challenges and inspires you. It makes you think in a different way. It makes your teams think in a different way. It, it means that you can't achieve this just doing things the way we do it at the moment. We have to embrace new things. We have to take risks and we have to try new ways of doing things. If you don't set an objective that stretches you, that's not going to happen. So once we've done this, we've set a, a, an objective where set, it's called a moonshot, where at least just hitting 70% of it is worth celebration. Then we have to make sure that we're going about the pursuit of it in the right way. And this is where your job as a business owner or manager or team leader comes into play. You do not look at the results for that and then go, we're not hitting it, we're failing. Every week you're going to check in on the results of this because you're going to break it down into a quarterly goal and do a full, a full review each quarter. But every week you have a meeting with your team and you have a very quick top level five minute overview. Of, are we hitting those key results? Are we not hitting those key results? Are we on track? Do we need to, um, do we need to just carry on as we're going? Do we need to adapt or do we need to drop it? So that's the, that's the conversation you have each week. And what you do is you have this conversation with your team that these measures aren't in place to judge your performance. Okay, these are, these are stretch goals, right? So these are different to KPIs. KPIs are there to judge performance in areas that you're already achieving success and you just want to make sure that the um, success measures stay within the same, same level. An objective is a new thing that you're trying to achieve. So by the very nature of setting it, you know that you don't currently know how to do that thing. That's why it's an objective. And your team know that as well. So you're, you have to make it super clear to your team that we're not going to use these key results to judge your performance and we're not going to fire you if you don't hit them. That's not why they're there. They're there to stretch us. And when we don't know the answers, we're going to get together as a team and figure out what we need to do to progress. So you have to constantly reinforce this message to your teams, otherwise they're going to get stressed. So... Um, you should involve them in the process from the start, which is something I haven't mentioned. They should be involved in the defining of the key results and the objectives. But once they're set, you have to constantly reinforce this message that th this is not to judge your performance. In fact, if you can hit these key results easily, then they're not, they're not challenging enough. So they're, they, you should struggle with them. You should not have all the answers straight away. And it should force us to work together to figure them out. If you're not hitting a key result, we get together and we figure out why is that? Do we need to change it? Or what do we need to learn as an individual or as a partnership or as a team to get to that? 
When you get this right, it creates an environment where we set growth targets and your teams work together collaboratively to overcome challenges. That's what makes humans happy, overcoming challenges with other humans. So the alternative is either not having them where the environment just feels safer, but everybody just feels understimulated and it's not exciting, or doing this thing that a lot of companies do where you just kind of push the KPIs up every year and it just stresses people out a bit more, but it's not very exciting. What's better is to set these objectives um, commit to them as a team, even though somebody will be responsible to them, set them to a standard where they're going to stretch people, then work together collaboratively to achieve that together. And even if you just achieve 70% of that, that is cause for celebration. If you don't achieve it, it's not failure, it's lessons learned. Okay, we didn't achieve that objective, why? Why didn't we achieve it? What can we learn from this? What do we need to do next year to, um, to go after it? That's the way to go about it. Um, it works. I see this work with uh, teams and, and businesses of all shapes and sizes, different industries. It's not the getting it perfectly right or wrong that matters. It's the whole process. It's the it's the mindset around it and the process. If you start doing this, you will run rings around your competitors because whilst they're all stressing about how to improve their KPIs by 10% every year and people are feeling stressed, your team's working collaboratively to figure out how to take over the world. Thank you for tuning in to the Better Happy Business Culture Podcast. If you found this episode useful, please be sure to share it on social media and connect with me and tag me in that share so that I can see what you are finding useful. Too many people are unhappy at work, whether it's business owners or CEOs or managers or team members, and that's limiting the impact of our businesses and limiting the enjoyment that we find in life. It doesn't need to be that way. With the right strategy in place, you can make sure that work is enjoyable for you and your people so it can grow faster. If you want to find out more about that and help us spread that message, please make sure that you head over to betterhappy.co.uk and jump onto our mailing list by subscribing so that we can bring you into our community and keep you up to date with the latest tips, tactics and strategies to make work great for everyone.